This is Dee Dee Keel, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcasts. History in Five Songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Hello once again. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Papa, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. Some really cool news happening uh, at the company that I can't really talk about, but uh, you'll hear about it soon enough. Um, some nice developments. Um, yeah, so this is uh, episode 210. I'm calling this Zeppelin and Sabbath as Doppelgangers. A- as you will notice, the last one was UFO and Thin Lizzy as Doppelgangers. Uh, this actually isn't the band I thought I uh, I definitely wanted to do next as one of these I mean I'm not going to make this a habit I think I've only got one more of these in me um but I thought this is one that I definitely remember as a kid that I thought was uh, was pretty uh, interesting. So uh, that would be Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Uh, we always like to keep these titles short. Uh, but yeah, Zeppelin and Sabbath as doppelgangers. Um, and as you know, um, and as I mentioned last time, we've, we've kind of compared Russian Judas Priest before as well. We've compared Halford and Dickinson. We've compared Montrose and Van Halen. Uh, and now Thin Lizzy and UFO. So I want to start off with a little general stuff. So yeah, I I just always remember this just stuck in our minds. We were always comparing these two bands, uh, you know, to the extent that, you know, you you know, you always hear as an older generation, you were either a Beatles person or a Stones person. Uh, in in the seventies, you were either a Zeppelin person or a Sabbath person. Sometimes Deep Purple's in there. Maybe you were a Deep Purple person versus your I Heat person. There's actually some comparisons there. I might mention a couple of those. I definitely don't want to make an episode out of that. Um, but you know, you were also uh, sometimes you were compared, and you were a Deep Purple person versus a Sabbath person as well. But the one I remember the most is Zeppelin versus Sabbath, and Zeppelin fans were always a little snooty or looked down their nose at Sabbath, um, Sabbath people as being crude and too heavy metal. Oh, it's all about heavy metal, and Zeppelin did all sorts of different things, and they were so versatile and all that stuff. Don't get me started on that one. That's one where I always say, well, look, you only got 40 minutes on an album. You know, it means you're doing less of something else if you're doing too many things, right? Um, so anyways, uh, I want to start off with a couple general uh, comparisons, why these are doppelgangers or why um, there are many points of comparison here. And then we're going to get into specifics as we as we move along. So both of them have Who-like lineups, right? Uh, four, four-man lineups uh, with a lead singer who doesn't play an instrument, so only one guitar, uh, a bass, and drums. So both of them have that. Um and, uh, you know, they're both kind of led by the guitarist, right? He's the leader of the band. Jimmy Page is the leader of the band. And producer Tony Iommi is the leader of the band and sometimes producer as well. And then, you know, both of them had these eight albums. So obviously we are comparing uh, Sabbath in the 70s. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll comment a little bit on what might have happened with Zeppelin had they continued. But, you know, they both had these eight albums, right? Um, so so there was this one-to-one comparison. Both of them uh you know spanned essentially the same time uh zeppelin is 69 to 79 with their albums sabbath is 70 to 78 with their albums 
And you always hear that thing, uh, always trust in the first eight Black Sabbath albums, or, you know, you see the t-shirts are always trust in the first four Black Sabbath albums. Henry Rollins is one guy who, who always talks about this as, as well, right? Um, so yeah, these albums are sacrosanct the same way Led Zeppelin's eight albums are sacrosanct. They're considered, you know, one of the greatest catalogs of all time sort of thing, right? Um, just a few other, uh, kind of, uh, interesting things, um, they had both uh, done rehearsals at Clearwell Castle. Remember that cool castle? It's that's you know considered haunted. Everybody has these haunted stories about it. Uh, but Sabbath rehearsed there for Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, and uh, Zeppelin, I believe, was in through the outdoor. They did some stuff there. Um, both uh, both names of the bands are two words with light and shade in them. You've got Led Zeppelin and Black Evil Sabbath. You know. Uh, religious right um and you know and and all of the big four bands uh you know the big four of the original heavy metal bands they're all from england and uh they all have two word names um you know the bands were friends there's the famous uh, black zeppelin session right you know that, that that's a long story but remember they you know showed up and jammed together and there's no tapes of it and all that kind of stuff um both had one live album, uh, sort of, right? Um, Zeppelin had an official live album, which was a double live album before the run was over. Uh, Black Sabbath had Live at Last, which was put out by, you know, Patrick Meehan, you know, without the band's approval, so it's considered a bit of, bit of a semi-bootleg, but it is on NEMS, so it is on this label that, that Sabbath were part of early on, but it, it's, a, it's a posthumous, it's 1980, and it's after, um, you know, after that original run, and it's only a single, and it's not that great because it is a little bootleg quality, right? So, um, but, you know, the comparison point here is that um, you know neither band was gratuitous with the with the live releases and and like I say Sabbath is a single live and it, it's kind of against their will um, and uh, you know both bands augmented their arrangements with uh, keyboards to kind of a similar extent uh, which is not very much um, and uh, and. Robert and John, so so Robert Plant and John Bonham uh, were both from Birmingham, um, and all of Sabbath is from Birmingham, right? So they've got those original roots. You know, Birmingham's got. I could do a whole episode of Birmingham, or have I already? I don't think so. But you've got Glenn Hughes and Trapeze. You've got Moody Blues. Later, you've got Napalm Death. You've got um, Diamond Head, Quartz. Uh, so Birmingham's a oh, Judas Priest, of course. So uh, so Birmingham obviously is the the English version of. Detroit as the home of metal, you know, that Birmingham kind of trademarks themselves as that, and they had a museum show called the Home of Metal, right? Both bands came from the British blues boom, right? So uh, both bands kind of came out of this idea of making the blues heavier. They stumbled upon something. Sabbath stumbled on something more, I would argue, and they invented heavy metal with that first album. Um, but both of them are coming out of that oeuvre. Um, and both of them uh, have a previous name of the band uh, with the same lineup. So Sabbath is Earth uh, and other names. Uh, and Zeppelin is briefly the new Yardbirds. But basically, you know, Zeppelin is coming out of the Yardbirds into the new Yardbirds into Led Zeppelin. And basically as Led Zeppelin, even they're still a British blues boom band. Uh, Sabbath, more more so, they've, they've innovated and gone beyond. But, you know, their Polka Tuck's blues band or, or Polka Tuck blues band
band or polka talk um you know they were essentially playing blues covers and stuff so they were they were much more they were much more like Led Zeppelin then uh, than obviously they they were on the first album. So there's some generalities for you. Um, let's start with our first selection here, though. Take a listen. This is Led Zeppelin with Dazed and Confused. Every day I work so hard, bringing home my heart and pain. Try to love you, baby, but you push me away. Don't know. All right, so the the comparison here is we're into the first album, and you've got this uh, song with a complicated history, Jake Holmes, Yardbirds. It's a long, doomy song on the first album, long, doomy, jammy, meandering song. Uh, Sabbath has something like this on their first album. It's uh, it's an Ainsley Dunbar retaliation cover called Warning, so they have their own long, jammy, bluesy song as well. And I think you definitely see uh, a comparison between these two albums. I, I think both of them are formative and with Sabbath, you know, this is their their probably bluesiest, jammiest, hippiest album. And same with same with Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. They're both self-titled. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin came out January 1269. Black Sabbath, same time of year, February 13th, 1970. So exactly one year later, pretty much. Um, but yeah, both uh, both albums are considered innovative and exciting um, and uh, somewhat inventors of heavy metal. Um you know, uh, Sabbath is on, uh, you know, Vertigo over in the UK, but they're on Warner, uh, you know, in other territories, you know, most significantly America. And Zeppelin is on Atlantic, which is part of the Warner family. So there's a, there's a comparison there. Um, and uh, both bands have their first two records in the same year. So uh, so Zeppelin does two records in 69, and Sabbath does two records in 1970. Um, let's move on to our second selection, and we shall discuss. This is Black Sabbath with Paranoid. Okay, so to, uh, Led Zeppelin 2 came out October 22nd, 69. Paranoid came out same time of year, September 18th, 1970. So they're both doing this leapfrog of, of, uh, of one for one. Um, I wanted to pick Paranoid because Paranoid is considered a short, shocking song of machine gun, palm-muted uh, sort of chugging that helps invent heavy metal, but Zeppelin kind of beat them to the punch in this respect with communication from the first album. So these two songs are 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 sister songs. Um, they're both they're both very like like direct and like I say in, inventors of a certain style of heavy metal or a certain trope of heavy metal. Um, but this is Black Sabbath's on Paranoid. Uh, both albums are gatefolds. I mean Sabbath uh, Sabbath's first was a gatefold in the UK, but it wasn't a, a gatefold in America. But here we've got both albums two and paranoid are coming out as gatefolds um and also um both are 
established, well-regarded albums by the band where people say, wow, these guys have really come into their own. They've come a long way. This is a classic. So Two is a classic, and uh, and Paranoid is a classic, and it's their biggest selling album. Um, Two isn't uh, Zeppelin's biggest uh, selling album. That would be four. Um, But yeah, this is... This is basically um, the band uh, establishing themselves and being super well regarded. Both have um, iconic riff songs. Both have their smoke on the waters, as it were. Um, Led Zeppelin II has Whole Lot of Love, and Paranoid has Iron Man. Um, So both of them are inventing heavy metal in that way as well. Um, Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, back again here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 210, Zeppelin and Sabbath as Doppelgangers. Let's take a listen to our third track, and we shall discuss. This is Led Zeppelin with In My Time of Dying. Oh, 
Okay. Um, before I get to the comparisons here, though, I want to catch up on the records as we get all the way up to uh, Led Zeppelin 6, basically. So Led Zeppelin 3... Um, Led Zeppelin 3 comes out October 5th, 1970, Master of Reality, uh, July 21st, 1971. Not a lot of comparisons here. Um, you've got, uh, you know, uh, Ze Zeppelin 3 is considered their acoustic album. You've got a beautiful acoustic song on uh, Master of Reality called Orchid. Um, you've also got uh, After Forever, Would You Like to See the Pope on the End of a Rope? And uh, Zeppelin 3 has Gallows Pole. Uh, but other than that, not a lot of comparisons. I mean, Zeppelin is uh, is taking a left turn to this more acoustic, folky thing, and they got a lot of stick for it. Sabbath is getting even heavier. Um, this is such a brutal, gorgeous recording. They're really, you know, innovating and coming up with something even heavier and cooler uh, with so many of these great riffs on, uh, on Master of Reality. We get the Led Zeppelin 4. 4 comes out November 8th, 71. Volume 4 um, for Sabbath comes out September 25th, 72. Um, 4 isn't really called 4. It's kind of an untitled. Some people even call it Zozo for those symbols, but it's kind of neat that, uh, it doesn't really have a title and neither does volume 4. Um, you know, it's strictly speaking, um, you know, and I always correct people, uh, it's vol 4 with no period, right? Um, so no real title. Both of them are gatefolds. Um, Led Zeppelin Four has a song called Going to California. And what does Sabbath do? They go to California to record Volume 4. Um, both of them have a dance track on them. St. Vita's Dance and Misty Mountain Hop. Um, you know, uh, both uh, are partially, both bands uh, partially record at Island Studios. This is another thing. I mean, I, I looked at the studios. There's no real, real major overlap, but uh, there is a little bit of, so volume four, um, no, sorry, four is recorded a little bit at Island, as was three, and then Paranoid is, is recorded at Island as well. Um, and you've got, um, moving on, you've got Houses of the Holy, so we're up to Zeppelin 5 and Sabbath 5, so Houses of the Holy comes out March 28, 73, and Sabbath Bloody Sabbath comes out November 73. So now, we're actually on the same year. Um, and we do this for a little while. So now the comparison is even more big time. Both of them are big, you know, quote unquote, Warner Brother releases in America. So they're both putting out albums kind of in the same time or at the same year. Both albums have kind of occult ritual album covers, right? Um, so you've got you've got the obviously crazy, you know, very occulty Sabbath Bloody Sabbath album cover, uh, and then you've got. Um, Houses of the Holy with the with the little kids, the the you know the brother and sister there duplicated, uh, climbing up the giant's causeway there, and then on the inside, it's almost like a suggestion of a human sacrifice, right? So so both of them have very very occulty um, uh, covers, and both of them have occulty uh, album titles, Houses of the Holy, and um, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, right? Um, and also kind of interesting is uh, Zeppelin is working with the most famous UK album cover design house in Hypnosis, and Sabbath is working with the most famous US album cover design company in Pacific Eye and Ear, and the great Ernie Cephalu, right? Uh, love that guy. Um, and yeah, they come up with this crazy, crazy barnstorming cover. And, you know, both covers are very controversial. They both, uh, they both include nakedness, right? Um, so, you know, definitely they both caused a, a little bit of chatter. Okay, so moving up to the track we just played, In My Time of Dying. Um, I remember as kids, we always compared 
these long songs. So now you're getting these long songs, right? Um, so you've got In My Time of Dying, uh, which is coming in at, uh, what is it coming in? I, I didn't put it down here. Oh, actually, I think it's, yeah, 1104. And uh, Megalomania is coming in uh, on Sabotage. So Black Sabbath has Sabotage, same year. Uh, Megalomania is the is the song we always compared this song to, uh, coming in at 942. They both have these long movements, different speeds, um, and they just feel like these awesome, awesome journeys. Now, just in general terms, so we got Sabotage co- coming out um, July 28th, 75. And um, this this comes out February 24th 75 uh both bands sit out 1974 so both bands do not have an album in 74 physical graffiti obviously is a double sabotage is a single uh i'll also say this um you've heard me say it many times um probably these are the two albums that i've cited the most as saying they're my favorite album of all time and then sometimes when I want to support Sabbath, uh, you know, I say it, it only took Sabbath one album to do what it took Zeppelin to do two albums to do, uh, you know, two records of physical graffiti. But yeah, they're both absolutely stone cold classics. Um, you know, Sabbath albums in terms of favorites are, are spread amongst many albums, but, but most people that I know who have done Zeppelin shows with on YouTube or whatever cite Physical Graffiti as, as the greatest Led Zeppelin album. Um, and then I, I have a lot of buddies who say Sabotage as well. So there's a lot of agreement on that. But yeah, so, so you know, me sitting here, uh, I definitely uh, call these records at various times, depending on my mood, my favorite album of all time. Um, and... I want to add also that, um, you know, I consider them both masterpieces because they're both quite proggy, right? With Sabbath people, you know, the narrative say says that uh, even Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath is a little proggy. But I think Sabotage is even more proggy and interesting and daring. And I think uh, Physical Graffiti is that band's most proggy and interesting and daring and versatile album. So I think they're both absolute masterpieces and they're both masterpieces for the same reason i would say um okay let's move on to our fourth selection here now that we've caught up take a listen to this this is black sabbath with gypsy All right, love that song, love this album. I'm a big, big supporter of the Technical Ecstasy album. So Led Zeppelin puts out Presence, March 24th, 75, Technical Ecstasy, sorry, uh, yeah, 76, sorry. Um, And Technical Ecstasy is September 25th, 76. So we are matching years again. Um, Both are white album covers, uh, you know, in terms of the background, and both covers are by Hypnosis. Uh, So now both Sabbath and Zeppelin are working with Hypnosis, and both of them are at the very, very top of my list of first or second as my favorite um, Hypnosis album covers of all time, or second or third, whatever, you know, we're very close. I love them both. in fact, I just did a uh, a hypnosis top twenty album covers for Goldmine that just went up a few days ago. Uh, but anyways. Um so both of these are Hypnosis album covers with white backgrounds, so they look very similar from the front. Um, I, I, you know, 
the whole idea with uh, with presence and the object is amazing. It's sort of a culty, right? And Sabbath is sort of an occulty band. Um, you know, they're both kind of occulty bands, right? You think of Jimmy Page and Aleister Crowley and Boleskine House and all that sort of stuff, right? Kenneth Anger. Um, but... Yeah, so you've got Led Zeppelin with the object, with this with this cool talisman, you know, from these fifties sort of National Geographic, uh, that 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 sort of cool color tinting that hypnosis would do, and the idea was that you know this is everybody, you know, people need need Zeppelin. Uh, it they feed off the energy of Zeppelin, and oh look look in the nineteen fifties, people fed off the energy of this talisman to get them through their lives, sort of thing. And technical ecstasy, you've got these robots on the cover, and they're having you know a ostensibly futuristic robot sex you know as they're passing on the on the escalator um both album covers um have this sort of spooky even though the presence is filled with human beings both of them have this non-communicative spooky sort of quiet vibe to them um so that's really cool um, both of them are, are you know, self-produced albums. You know, both both of these bands essentially self-produced uh, all through this this thing as well. So that's another big similarity with Tony more or less at the helm. Um, and engineers are important as well. But um, but both of these are, are officially self-produced. And um, both uh, are considered not great albums by the band, by most people. Presence is definitely low in the totem pole. Technical ecstasy is low in the totem pole. Both of them were not big sellers comparatively for the bands um technical ecstasy i believe is gold um and uh presence is triple platinum which is low for zeppelin so obviously zeppelin sold scads more records than sabbath did but the comparisons continue both of both of the bands are are a little on the wane a little bit of the uh you know the the shine is off these bands um Sabbath definitely felt it at the label, but both of them are considered, you know, they're being kind of supplanted uh, creatively uh, by other bands. So, so in um, in Sabbath's case, they're really being supplanted by Judas Priest with "Sad Wings of Destiny," and I've always said that Zeppelin, uh, uh, with presence uh, at this time, 1976, is being supplanted by Aerosmith with "Rock." So I think Aerosmith is your supercharged Led Zeppelin on steroids. And Judas Priest is your supercharged Black Sabbath on steroids uh, right at this time as well. So this is all happening in 1976. So both bands are being kind of left in the dust, right, uh, sort of thing. Um, okay, let's move on to our fifth selection here. Take a listen to this. This is Led Zeppelin with In the Evening. Okay, so um, some people think Never Say Die, uh, the the comparative album here, should have come in a paper bag uh, like the Led Zeppelin album. Uh, I'm, I'm calling out Pete Pardo here. Um, but yeah, so we're up to uh, album eight for both of these bands and the last one of this uh doppelganger comparison thing um obviously things you know very very different things happen uh, to these two bands as we move on but so we're getting led zeppelin in through the outdoor august 15th 1979 never say die september 29th 1978 so we've got our years off a little bit now we're off by a whole year uh and you know both of these albums just like we talked about with the with the two white albums 
Um, both of these albums can be arguably considered the worst albums by these bands. A lot of people consider Never Say Die the worst albums of the entire Aussie run. And a lot of people say that about In Through the Outdoor because it's pretty poppy and keyboardy, right? This is the John Paul Jones album. Um, you know, I wouldn't say Never Say Die is the Don Airy album, but, uh, you know, it's not very keyboardy, but it does have a keyboardist uh, there as well. Um, again, both of uh, the very best of the Hypnosis album cover design house. So within Through the Outdoor, you get the the awesome paper bag. You've got the six different album covers from the different perspectives of each of those characters in this bar scene. You've got the inner sleeve that if you wet it, you it turns colors. Uh, Zeppelin, you've got, I mean, Sabbath, you've got this um, this cool picture of uh, of these these airmen in front of a a uh, a you know a fighter plane, and uh, those Aubrey Powell told me he explained to me though those masks are uh, are not practical masks and they're more a a completely custom design that has as much to do with S and M as it does with proper aviator masks, which is kind of cool. And you've got the weird you know things happening in the clouds and uh, you know which reminds you of uh, you know blue oyster cult mirrors. Um, so yeah. They're, they um and the, and both again you've got people on them but they're in in typical hypnosis fashion they're sort of quiet and spooky and non-communicative for for album covers uh, both bands have boozing and drug problems at this point right um, John Bonham is in a, in a very rough state Ozzy Osbourne is in a very rough state um, you know there's there's drugs as well. Um, you know, famously Jimmy Page. This is kind of his heroin period, right? Um, and uh, so, so yeah. There's your comparisons there. Um, you know, and and we're kind of ending off the band. Uh, you know, the the uh, the original Sabbath band and all of Led Zeppelin band. We're uh, we're ending off on a bit of a sour note. Um, you know, I remember as kids, we were all very horrified how not very heavy um, the the Led Zeppelin album was and a lot of people are are quite annoyed at the noisy production and maybe the the song quality of the Never Say Die album so so they're ending off on a on a not great note and and you know and Never Say Die was not a great seller in through the outdoor was a was a massive seller too it's one of these where you know as the story goes it saved in 1979 along with Eagles Long Run and and Pink Floyd uh the wall um so there you go. That's the comparison as doppelgangers, um, as we discussed with the last episode. You know, what would Sabbath have done? I, I mean, what would Zeppelin have done had they continued, had John Bonham not died? Who knows? Uh, I'm sure they would have continued. Uh, they they were more or less getting along, although you hear a lot of stories about Jimmy and Robert butting heads. But, you know, they probably, probably would have continued a while, although Robert was quite restless, right? He always wanted to do other things um, as, as he proved in that, that very zesty solo career that he had so who knows what would have happened of course we know sabbath goes on you know nobody died um but they changed their lead singer and they went on to a long long career of many many more albums and many lineup changes so so obviously the the comparison falls completely apart here i just want to mention a quick word i mean a deep purple and heap kind of relate in here as well maybe they relate more to each other um but you know we always like i say as kids we're comparing you know machine head against against zeppelin four and uh and uh 
you know, uh, par- uh, paranoid against Machine Head and in rock, how important in rock is in the invention of heavy metal, along with your I Heap, Very Heavy, Very Humble, and Black Sabbath's first album and Zeppelin's first album. Those are all talked about at the same time. Um, you know, as as time goes on, the comparison falls apart. Basically, the comparison falls apart as you get past that golden period of, say, around 73, 74, and uh, lineup changes start happening big time in, in Deep Purple and Heap, so it definitely falls apart there. Um, but uh, hang on here. Uh, I, I kind of lost my... Uh, uh, my my second computer here. I was gonna I was gonna read off some cool comparisons. Uh, well, I'll leave I'll leave it to you to actually go and uh, actually you know what I'm gonna hit pause and I'm I'm gonna nah not nah, forget it. We've it's been a long enough episode. But if you if you go to um, if you go to the Facebook page for History and Five Songs, I thought it was really cool that there were some great um, extra comments uh, put up. Let me see if I can remember some some off memory. So uh, comparing UFO and Thin Lizzy. So so both were on Decca uh, for for sort of sketchily for a time. Uh, there was a nice comparison about Paul Chapman. Uh, how did that work? So oh yeah, so Paul Chapman and Gary Moore. I thought this was kind of interesting. Both Paul Chapman and Gary Moore were kind of always in the background, bailing out the band at bad times, right? When there were problems with guitarists, uh, Michael Schenker or or Brian Robertson. So so they were along the way, and then you know they were in the band uh, as well. Although Gary Moore is only kind of officially in the band for for one album. But I thought that was kind of interesting that there was that uh, comparison there uh, between these uh, these. Uh, uh, coming to the rescue guitarist in Paul Chapman, uh, Tonka there, and uh, and Gary Moore. If you like this show and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi. Rhymes with, uh, oh, sorry, coffee rhymes with no fee. Every, how many times have we been doing this, right? They, they really should have named this company something different, right? But uh, but no, I really, um, I'm really happy that this thing exists because I don't do Patreon or anything like that. Um, so it is one of the main ways to support this show. Uh, on that front this week, I want to thank Joe back to Bel Air Expediting. Joe, uh, I just went on his show and we talked all about this 1979 period and his metal dead, the whole cream thing. Uh, that show just went up actually today, uh, coincidentally speaking. So you can go hear Joe and I talk all about this uh this metal uh, comeback that happened in 1980 versus um versus sort of the death of metal and or arguably the death of metal in 78 79 so that was a really uh, really interesting talk with joe uh so i want to thank him i want to thank chris cook guitar augustine garcia depredis and steve Polari. um you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs uh you know related to this episode my led zeppelin which i'm super proud of that that big coffee table book where i, I review and analyze every single led zeppelin song is back in print that's called led zeppelin all the albums all the songs i've got that at my website with paypal buttons and my two black sabbath books sabotage for the early years and born again for the later years uh, are still in print through weimer and i still have those as well and uh yeah and black sabbath faq i always wonder if that thing's still in print that was a really cool project as well um but i don't know I, if that is continuing i think they kind of did it off to a sub publisher or something but that might still be around as well um so there you go uh thank you very much and um you know go play some sabbath and zeppelin uh come on to the um you know the uh the facebook page and let me know uh, what i might have missed for uh for cool uh comparisons uh, between these two bands talk to you later Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts.
All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.